This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Welcome to World Cafe. Hey, I'm Kaleo. When Slow Pulp released their first album, Movies, back in 2020, writing and recording in isolation was a necessity. On their sophomore album, Yard, they strategically employed isolation again. Lead singer Emily Massey retreated to northern Wisconsin for an extended writing session. It's no surprise, then, that Yard features songs about loneliness and acceptance. Today, Massey joins me to talk about the album as well as the origins of Slow Pulp, which, in addition to Massey, features guitarist Henry Storr, bassist Alex Leeds, and drummer Teddy Matthews. The band, who's recently toured with Pixies and Death Cab for Cutie, shared some live recordings from their most recent tour, all taped in Dublin, Ireland, and mixed by Storr. So let's get into it, starting with the performance of Broadview. Here's Slow Pulp on World Cafe.
Recorded in Dublin, it's Slow Pulp and their song Broadview. It's off the band's outstanding sophomore album called Yard, which is available now. Joining me from the band is lead singer Emily Massey. I am Kaleo. This is World Cafe. So nice to meet. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Before we get into talking uh, about Yard, which is the new album, if it's okay with you, I'd, I'd love to jump back to the band's origins in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, the core of the group had known each other for over half of their lives and had been playing together for a few years before you joined the band. How did you end up connecting with Alex, Teddy, and Henry? Yeah, so they um, started playing music when they were 10 years old, I think, <laughs> like in the fifth or sixth grade. And um, they grew up on the west side of Madison. I grew up on the east side of Madison. So we were kind of like ships passing in the night in a lot of ways. I'm sure that we shared spaces with each other and just didn't even realize it. Also, another like weird, funny tidbit is that Henry's mom was friends with my dad in high school. And we still hadn't even met until we met just on our own in college um, through the music scene at UW and Madison and um, just really hit it off. I think the first time I played music with those three, it was this kind of instant connection. Was the band looking for another member or was this just an organic, oh, you're cool, let's hang out. Hey, would you play with us? Well, how, what were the circumstances yeah, of you joining the band? Yeah. I, I think they were just, I, actually, I, you know, I should ask them that. <laughs> <laughs> I like can't even remember. Um, I think they were looking, well, they initially were looking for someone who could play uh, rhythm guitar and do backing vocals. I wasn't even brought in as the front person right away. Um, Henry and I had worked on some songs, just the two of us, and then that kind of got brought in. And that's kind of how I started singing some of the songs mm -hmm. as, as a lead vocalist and as a front person. And then um, slowly the songs that they were singing, they kind of asked me to take over on vocals. And then I just ended up being the front person, not necessarily by design or by choice. It just was this kind of accidental natural thing that 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 happened over over kind of a couple of years um and now it's fully fully my role but yeah. um it took a while to get there and it took a while for me to kind of either want it or feel like I deserved it or feel like I um was capable of it even and uh yeah it, I think that's kind of an unconventional start for, for a band in that way and, and you talk about a band that has played with each other for several years. You don't want to come across as like an interloper, but it sounds like it was a really organic uh, situation. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they believed in me more than I did for myself in order to do it, which is which is kind of sweet. Um, but that's, that's the yeah. right group of people to be with, though. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. They are the best, the best bandmates I could ever ask for, truly. Oh, that's really great. You're listening to World Cafe. We're talking with Emily of Slow Pulp. The new album is called Yard. Um, where did you kind of want to go lyrically on Yard? Um, I had no idea. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think with with our first record movies, it was a very particular and unique um, scenario for that record to be made, having it uh, be like kind of in the depths of COVID and we were separate from each other. And, um, I was going through a lot of 
really hard personal familial things that were happening in my life. And um, writing that album was just like a huge processing of all of that that was happening. So I was honestly pretty nervous to write the second one or to start writing the second one because I I wasn't going through all these really hard things and I thought I wasn't going to have the same type of um, material or like openness uh, with this record. But I did something a little bit different where I went up to a cabin in Northern Wisconsin. I actually just got back from there yesterday. So I still, I still do it. But, um, I, after, after the pandemic, I found that some, some sense of isolation was good for me for writing and getting some ideas out. And so I made that, uh, pretty regular practice for this record. And I think I was just surprised at whatever was coming out and just letting it come out. I I, I try not to dictate too much of what a song is going to be about before I write it. It definitely kind of reveals itself to me. Yeah. The the song Doubt, um, which we've been playing on World Cafe for a while, the quote was, this song was inspired by a fight against self-deprecation, which doesn't sound like an easy battle if you're the type of person who who, <laughs> who sort of who sort of goes default to that. No, no, no. I, you know, I'm not good or whatever. Can you talk a little bit about how that how that fight manifested into this song? Yeah, I think when I'm writing that song particular had so many different versions of it. I had spent so much time with the chords, just trying to think there are maybe like four or five different melody ideas that I had sent through that just didn't feel right. And I get so down on myself, especially when it, you know, (laughs) I feel like it's funny that I'm a musician because I writing, writing music is maybe the hardest possible thing I feel like I do in my life. (laughs) And I have made that my job for some reason. But um, I think I was just so bogged down in that moment, especially about um, defining myself as an artist or defining myself as a musician and just feeling like I really, really wasn't good enough. And I struggle with that so much in in music and in being any type of artist. But the thing is, is I get so stuck up on thinking that it's this isolated experience or that I'm the only one in the world that ever feels self-doubt, which is so false. And I think it's refreshing to talk to other musicians or other artists about creating things and how it's just such a universal feeling and everyone, no one knows what they're doing. (laughs) And I think that was something that I, I really learned this past year and, um, trying to trying to take that that in that that it's okay to not know what you're doing um but but yeah let's hear it it's doubt from slow pulp on world cafe So far. 
Recorded live in Dublin at Slow Pulp with a recording of Doubt. The new album is called Yard. Emily Massey of the band is here. I'm Kaleo. This is World Cafe. Um, so I know that, you know, as you as you talked about, movies was finished during the pandemic, a lot of working separately. You talk about embracing the idea of isolation, going up to a cabin in northern Wisconsin without Internet in the winter. It sounds like the highest degree of difficulty you can kind of get. But can you kind of sort of um, pull back the curtain a little bit? What does isolation do for you as a songwriter? Well, well, first off, I, I feel like I need to say that there was Internet. I'm not I'm not that cool. Okay. <laughs> I definitely couldn't. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. I mean, I do every time I go up there. But um, I think what what was the question was, what does isolation do for you? Yeah. Like what? how do you use that as a tool for your songwriting? Yeah. Um, I think that I I think being up there, even outside of songwriting, but just processing and emoting is is really helpful when I'm alone. I think I have a hard time doing that in front of other people or uh, being super vulnerable in front of other people. And when I'm alone, I, I mean, I go up there and I always have a day where I'm just like walking around, like crying pretty much. <laughs> and it feels great. And it's it's something that's become so necessary for me. Um, in life, just even outside of music. But um, I think I'm able to be really open with myself and my writing. And I think that inner critic kind of goes away a little bit as a result of that. We're talking with Emily from Slow Pulp here on World Cafe. Your father, Michael, uh, was the vocal engineer on movies and you returned to work with him for the album Yard. That I just think that's it's awesome to have someone like your parents being able to, like, support you. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about him? Is he a musician? What, what's his background? Yeah, my dad is a, um, an amazing musician. He He's a pianist and vocalist and great songwriter. He has a studio in my family's house, always has. During the pandemic, I was quarantining in Madison with my family. And um, so it, him engineering my vocals kind of came out of necessity, necessity. rather than it did kind of a, a choice. I mean, it was a choice, but um, I was very lucky that I was quarantining in a place where I had someone who could record for me with me and we had, you know, the tools to do that. Um, and I think, you know, you're a little bit, or I was a little bit nervous going into working with him just because you don't know how you're, familial relationship will transition into a working one. Um, but it ended up being great. And, and he had such great advice. And I think he had, my dad and I are really close. And so I think he had a lot of context for what the songs were about, um, that, uh, you know, an engineer who we don't know might not have. So he was really able to pull out a certain vulnerability with me in my delivery of my vocals that, um, I don't know if I would have gotten with with anyone else. And he's really good at telling me when I have it. He's he is hard on me. So he'll be like, that was not that was not it. you know. And we'll like fight about it. And um, he'll also tell me when I have the take and I'll always be like three more takes. Like, I don't think I have it. And, and he'll be like, you do. Um, so there's a lot of arguing. But 
that's just part of part of the fun in a way. We we're good at we're good at arguing with each other. I think that he really pushed me to accept things that weren't perfect, but had a lot of um, that felt emotional. And I yeah. think that was something that's really hard for me is is you know if if my my voice cracked a little bit, or if there was like a little bit of a pitch that didn't feel right, that um, it was okay to go with it because it it matched the certain emotion of the song. I'm so incredibly grateful to to him really putting his life on hold for like a month to be able to to record these songs. And I think also a, a product of working with him that I didn't expect was that our own personal relationship, I think, improved just because we we got better at communicating um not only about about music or work things but about about life as a result and um yeah it's it's something i hope to continue doing as long as i'm making music and he's he's around to to help me do it we're talking with emily massey of slow pulp here on world cafe the new album is yard it was a few years ago, but I I believe you've said in press that Falling Apart was one of your favorite songs, if not your favorite song to play live. Um, you know, we're going to close with a live performance from Dublin with a crowd uh, just as into it probably as you are. What is special about this song for you and being able to play it live? It's a song that's really, it's, it deals with really difficult subject matter. And I think something about it, it turns into this like joyous occasion when it's a live song. I think there are people who, like I see people like swaying with their friends and smiling about being so sad. <laughs> and and I think that's just so beautiful. And I didn't get, uh, or I didn't anticipate that reaction. You know, listening to the song, I think that song probably means a lot of different things for different people. What's it mean to you today? To you? Oh, that's a good question. I think, um, I think when, when, I was kind of finishing up the lyrics to that song. It felt like, um, you know, I was having a hard time accepting this feeling of, of being out of control of being like, I, like I couldn't, um, that I wasn't in a good space. And I think now a, a little bit with a little bit time after the song is written, I think I feel a lot more comfortable with, with dealing with either, you know, difficult mental health spouts or, um, and that's, that's a lot of work outside of music that I've been able to get to this point. But I think the acceptance of the moments that are really hard and, and knowing that you can't control anything, having people to, to kind of fall apart with is, is the most important thing. And I, and even though I've had all these moments of choosing isolation, that at its core has become the most important thing or lesson I feel like I've learned over this past year for my own personal life is, is remembering community and that, you know, you're not alone. And hopefully that song can be a sense of community for people too. And, and, you know, people who can see that, you know, there are others out there that might be feeling similar ways. Yeah. Well said. Let's listen to a live recording of Falling Apart from Dublin. It's Slow Pulp on World Cafe. Falling 
Recorded live on World Cafe from Dublin. It's Slow Pulp. Uh, the song is called Falling Apart. The new album from Slow Pulp is available now. It is called Yard. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for being here. Congrats on the album. I hope you have an incredible time out with uh, Death Cap for Cutie and the Postal Service in 2024. Yes, thank you so much for having us. My name is Kaleo. We're back in a minute with more World Cafe. On this week's episode of Wild Card, comedian Bowen Yang says you don't have to feel bad for falling short on mindfulness. I get in my own way by, like, over-privileging the present. That's so interesting because everyone wants to be in the present. I feel like being present is overrated. I'm Rachel Martin. Join us for NPR's Wild Card podcast, the game where cards control the conversation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com NPR.